0: hello welcome to happy living talk and i'm your host kaylee and we will be discussing how to heal your inner traumas heal your inner child and also to be able to seek support within like-minded people and to have just a good time i feel like so let's get into this so i wanted to speak about family within trauma today because i have so much stories to give you guys so much um things that i want to be able to talk about and there may be things i never talked about before there may be things that you want to know about i just want to give out personal stories and you guys can obviously listen and hear some support and also it's like a therapy session i feel like you get on you get on the mic and be like this is a therapy session and I feel like everything like within podcasting is a therapy session. You're talking to yourself if you're soloing and that is a therapy. Or if you're talking to a like-minded friend, it's like, oh, it's a therapy session with your friend. And it's really nice because if after those type of sessions you are seriously feeling like you have it all and you are feeling like you let out a big lump out of your chest, you know? so i really enjoy podcasting and i also have another podcast um this podcast is i'm so sorry to hear about that if you guys haven't heard about it um you better go check it out because it is pretty cool um i decided to do this podcast to be kind of trauma based and to be kind of mental health based um so yeah i wanted to kind of help people within just that in those spaces because i've struggled immensely with my trauma and immensely with my uh mental health and i kind of want to help others who are in the same position who have something that they need to really say to other people or they want to have some support and they don't know where to go and there's so many places so many resources i will be putting um in my episode descriptions links to all the resources that you can have if you are having anything going on in your life that you think you need some help like depression suicide um eating disorders substance abuse anything i will have a link there for you guys sexual assault those things uh don't be afraid to reach out know that you're not alone and you have a bunch of people in the world that will support you this podcast you have me and you also have a bunch of other listeners who are there to support and love you check out my instagram because i love to talk to anybody who needs some help also i just love to see the supporters and listeners come hang out so come check out my instagram and my snap because i do add people back because i'm that cool okay so i'm gonna talk about family i have so many vintage stories i want to talk about my family Let's talk about how, like, my parents met, um, how that broke down, and how my dad isn't in my life anymore, and this, I feel like, is such a juicy story, I feel like it was juicy, I feel like it was a part of the movie, it was like, I was told this way, and there's so many different stories, there's so many different things, and I feel like that's with every story, like, there's always different sides, there's always different people saying different perspectives, and it's kind of like you deciding what the hell is your perspective, I feel like this story was like popcorn sitting in my couch <laughs> eagerly listening because it was certainly something. Okay. So, my mom and my dad met apparently like my mom dated his brother and this is so funny. I'm like his brother and um this is like out of a movie. I swear this part's out of a movie because apparently my dad decided he saw my mom and wanted her i wanted to like there so like they like fought and i'm like whoa that's like a movie and so they fought and they my mom and my dad started to date and my dad he was not a great person he was we technically call him a sociopath um i don't know if that's true If he was a sociopath, I don't know. I only know from perspective views. So it's like not personally knowing him. And that's really hard to when you have to rely on people's point of views and not personally knowing a person. So I don't know if this person is a good person or not. If I haven't seen it, but I've seen a bunch of articles and I've seen a bunch of perspectives to know he wasn't a great person. Um so he kind of wasn't drug addict. I don't know if he was a drug addict of time. That they met but all i know was he was a drug addict and he was not in a great place he was he was using meth i don't know if that was his only preferred use of drug or if he used a bunch of different things but i know he was using meth um so he was like they met my mom wanted a family she wanted a family my mom was pretty young and she wanted a family um a guy a family um a life she was eighteen eighteen nineteen when she met him, and she was pretty young, and he got out of juvenile detention, so he was there around the same age. I think they're like at least a pretty small age range. I know they're pretty much around the same age. um so he got a juvenile detention, and he came out of this pretty popular place where I lived for juvenile detention, and he came out, and apparently my mom thought he was a great guy and my mom was apparently dating this douchebag and she dumped him and went for him um so basically she went with him they had a they had like i think a three-year relationship um because i know they had a, they were together for like, probably at least the year before they had me conceived and then i was a year later and then it came my I think they were there for six months before they divorced or separated. Um, So my mom had had me at 20 years old. 20 years old, young, single. Um, Obviously, we were like in a predicament of my mom was like, they had our own living situation going on she didn't have financial responsibility um financial ability she couldn't really like find a place to live like she was not in a set position to have a kid so my grandpa upped and took me for a very long time of my life um he took me for five years of my life like he took care of me Um, But my mom had to find a job. We lived with him for five years. Um, My mom would go to college. Or my mom would go do these things. And she would have my grandpa babysit me. My mom was a very tended alcoholic. Alcoholic. That's all I'm going to say. She was never really emotionally there. Um, Throughout my childhood, I feel like feelings weren't validated, feelings weren't there. <clears throat> feelings weren't wanted. Let me have a cough real quick. So I thought I lost this episode. Sorry, I had to pause it and I thought I lost it. <laughs> okay. So I feel like through my whole childhood I was very misunderstood as a kid. I was I was really angry. I was really I don't know, like I was Really angry. I consider that as a term, and I was not. As a kid, I had a lot of mental issues going on. Um, I feel like that is based on my parents too. With the mental health was a big thing that went on my family, where mental health really just wasn't taken seriously. And I do know that when I was younger, I had issues, <laughs> I had issues, issues, issues. Um, They went by like probably a deep-seated abandonment issue, a deep-seated absence issue. I feel like back when I was a kid, I was jealous of the people who had a dad. I didn't have one. I didn't know back then the things I know now about him. Um, Back then, all I knew was I had a dad. He wasn't okay. He wasn't a good guy and he wasn't in our lives. I didn't know much about it and I still agree I probably don't want to meet him I feel like I did want to meet him for that closure to like step up ask ask questions and to kind of get that closure to close that chapter of my life but as a kid I was so angry and misunderstood but also like confused and being confused about that was really hard And a lot of people who probably have absent parents, like an absent mom or absent dad, get that. The confused feeling of, who am I? Who is this one part of me? And most people know their ancestry. Like, they know their ancestry. They know where they come from. Knowing that in my family on that side, I don't know my ancestry. I probably have a bunch of people I don't know. I probably don't know the features. If I run the features in the family... um, And you're also biasedly putting on your other parents' PVO of what happened. And I feel like that is different in some ways. It could be good, it could be bad. Because you're going into a parent's PVO of what's going on. So I really only relied on my mom's opinion of what she thought was going on. But if you go into somebody else's family opinions, you would know that that person they're talking can really bias their um, their like, like the likeness to that person. So if they like that person, they would talk more in that positive light. If they don't like them, they put them to a negative light. Like. It is whatever that likes that they put the comments of how they are to the world and it's sad like i i I know i know a bunch of us think that it's sad (laughs) and you're kind of like thinking back into your childhood to think about those issues to know oh like i was a kid you know i was a kid who's trying to make it through so having that be an absent dad and emotionally unavailable alcoholic mom it was a really hard childhood it was really hard i was constantly moving from schools moving from houses moving from cities um so my mom could follow a boyfriend um could follow whatever she thought would she wanted for herself she technically didn't think about me like in a sense like maybe when i got a little older she thought about me moving schools um but she still like moved schools like she didn't think about me going in different schools and always being this new girl like me moving from like so i moved from my like i went to i think two different elementary schools i think it might have been three but i think it was two i know i went to one elementary school but i barely remember that i think it was like a month And I went to this elementary school. And it was like in Washington. And my mom moved in with his boyfriend. And I do remember. We went to this elementary school. For like a month. And then I was gone. I don't even remember the month. Like I vaguely don't remember it. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Um. But then I went to. I think three. Um, Um. I think three elementary schools. And then um. I think for middle schools I was two so I went to Crossler and then I went to my one middle school that I graduated from and then I went to that high school. so I went to two high schools, two middle schools and then three yeah three elementary schools so seven schools throughout the whole school. and a lot of people go to three schools you know high school, middle school, elementary school like all three. I went to seven. Seven. Like that shouldn't be a thing. We shouldn't have double schools. We shouldn't have be going to seven. And I had like it was I think for places to live. At least went to over eight or nine different places to live over the years that I've lived. And it's like a lot of a hard thing on a kid. Because a kid will start to hate change. I hate change. Change. I hate anything that changes from an exact routine that I have in my life, because I'm moving. Like I moved from this place to this place to this place to this place. That started to make me hate change. Changing different schools, changing different places to live, changing um my cycle, like changing what I'm doing every day. It is so hard for me to adjust to change anymore. Because I like through my whole kid whole like through when I was a kid I changed I changed I changed I changed. And change was a big part to make to the point that you are afraid of change. And I don't wish that on a kid. I don't wish on a kid to like have to deal with that and be afraid of change when they get older. I certainly was not expecting me when I get older to be afraid of change. I respectfully thought I really thought that my high school years were going to be amazing. I would sit in my bed in my Salem and I would think my life would have been amazing. I would have had all my friends. I would have had like I would have been popular, I would have been good looking. I had a whole vision for myself and then high school came and I didn't have that whole vision <clears throat> certainly did not come out the way I wanted it and coming now as a person who's older who strives to change who strives to understand and strives to want to know how this affected me is going to therapy like I'm a girl talking about the trauma who went to therapy, he's going to therapy, he's trying to unpack the trauma. <clears throat> and it brings a lot of what happens in a life. Um Yeah, and I think it's just a lot. And it's a lot for people to get and it's a lot for people to know. Because also, childhood trauma, we tend to forget all of it. Or it's like deep seated in like a dark room in her, in her depths of our minds with a key lock hole and i feel like i have most of the trauma that i knew was in a dark key lock hole um with my parents we like my mom had some issues my mom i remember this one incident and my mom had my sister and so my sister she had all her kids with different dudes um my mom had my middle sister Savannah and she had her 2014 like the very beginning um like January 2014 um and I remember I think it was at my grandpa's house and we were I think my grandpa's house We were, like, we would stay the night for, like, the weekend, and he would watch us, and my mom would be off doing God knows what. And I remember I, like, my mom came home to, like, pick us up, I think, and it was, like, at night. She came to my grandpa's house, and she, like, I guess she forgot the wipes, the baby wipes, for my sister to change her diaper. And so she goes out to grab them comes back in and apparently the door was locked and my mom blamed it on me that like i left the door locked and so she decides to punch the window open and we do think like she was drunk on the incident and um she like punches the door open i remember my grandpa told me i like go upstairs stay upstairs i would lay in my grandpa's bed and watch like tv on demand (laughs) if you know um comcast on demand i would watch saved episodes on on demand i would watch casey undercover um luck charlie um ant farm like all those old disney shows and i would watch them like on demand or like a movie that i really really liked like um i think i watched the new like one of the movies that of uh zendaya um, is and Spencer? Like, I think his name is Spencer, but it was like, um, what's his Bolding Bolding, I think it's in Bolding, and it was where she made dog, like, or I think it was a dog gap, and she was like, guys, listen. And I would, I watched that, and I remember I was holding my sister in like my arms, and I'm sitting on the bed, and I am just crying, I am just freaking the fuck out, and I'm just so scared. like I didn't know what the fuck was gonna go happen I don't know what the fuck was gonna go on I didn't know and obviously as a kid we're not gonna know um but all I knew was I could hear the yelling downstairs I can hear it my mom was drunk my grandpa like he's an alcoholic too but he was sober at the time like um and he was yelling at my mom he was like um stop this like i remember like i'm gonna call the police on you my mom's like call the police and my mom's just outrageously crazy and, you know later that night we were just sitting in the car i remember i was crying my mom yelled like she even yelled and lectured to me in the car and i remember i'm just crying feeling like a piece of shit feeling like everything there was my fault when legitimately it was not my fault i was a kid i was a kid i was 10 like i was 10 11 like i was a fucking kid and if i locked the door i certainly did not mean it and it's like she sat there thinking i did this out of malicious intent that i was trying to make the door to be closed i was trying to do this I feel like she really put me out as, when I was younger to have such malicious intent that I was doing everything to get her to do everything to hurt her what I certainly all was probably doing was trying to survive and I was not trying to like do anything wrong Um, and I remember my sister was in the apartment car and my mom had like obviously rat knuckles and just putting the blame on me like this was your fault and she had, like, threatened the And I remember certainly being at the gas station just crying my butt off my mom went to get gas. Um, and thinking everything was really my fault. And I remember that this moment was really a moment I remembered. Like, I remember this moment so fondly. Not fondly, but, like, really, like, in my brain. Like, I remembered this moment. And I remembered it too much and it was that something I wanted to remember it's not something anybody wants to remember we all want to be able to have happy memories and I feel like I have such tainted bad memories that I was like the happy memories came mixed with the bad memories and that brought such an edge that brought such fear, anxiety um, and yeah and I remember like we would have our good times but my mom was seriously so emotionally unavailable if you even talked to her about anything she really brought it back to herself and like she was so emotionally unavailable and she'll give you advice but like t- like she wasn't there and my mom certainly throughout my whole life cared for the guys cared for everything else except me or my sister or it was the guys and I remember one time we had CPS called on us. We had it two times I think but this second time and I fully guaranteed think that this was for good reason. It was not for anything wrong or me trying to get out at her or anything like that was my mom had left me home with my sister for about two days and my sister was like six months and i was literally parenting my little sister at the age of like 11 12 and my mom left her with me while she went to hang out with her boyfriend So first off, my mom thought I had all the qualities to take care of a fucking infant for two days. I was probably 12, 11, 12. And first off, you do not trust a 12, 11, 12 year old to take care of a kid. Like, that is still young, like... I don't even think you're legally allowed to watch a kid until you're 13, like 13, 14. Like, our minds are not fully capacity, like, capacity to even take care of a young kid at that age. Like, for two days? No. Like, in a couple hours, then yeah, like, you can babysit for a couple of hours. I can see that. Because at least the parents are coming back later. But if you're caring for a kid for two days certainly I had probably no phone and I was caring for two, one kid who's probably six months two a year or a little older than that but she was quite young and I'm taking care of this kid I'm young my sister needs her diaper changed my sister needs food my sister needs this I can't quality give that I probably only could make mac and cheese when I was a kid. Like, I knew... I think that was, like, the only thing I knew how to make when I was, like, 11 or 12 was mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese. I certainly didn't know how to make a meal. And so when I was that age, I certainly probably didn't know how to make anything. I probably... Bro, I was, like, 10, 11. You think I knew how to make a meal? God's No. I didn't know how to make a freaking pasta or make grilled cheese or make a hot dog. The only thing I knew how to make was the easy microwavable shit. Like, any person can know how to make that. I think I made ramen. Mac and cheese. Anything that was easily accessible to me, I could make. And so, I'm supposed to make this for a kid. A kid who have God knows how to make, I just feel like that situation was so fucked for me as a kid. So I remember I went to I think it was an elementary, I probably was fifth grade. Um, I remember I like I don't know why they even came to the school, but I know what it's called. And I like sat there and we we're talking about stuff. I swear to God, honest, I was honest. I told her stuff. I told her stuff. And my mom was pissed. And I swear to God now, guys, and I swear that this is going to be what I say. I think she was guilty as shit. And she was guilty as shit. So she took it out on me because she was guilty. She knew that what she did, she shouldn't have done it. It was wrong. And she would take it out on anybody that was there because she knew she was guilty about what she did and i seriously get the guiltiness she was being guilty like she didn't want to be caught and so she wanted me to lie to the cps people and she wanted me to like put in their heads that everything was fine and i'm gonna say to people now if you're a mom or dad is telling you to lie to a cps worker a cps worker and they are here to care for kids even though not all are great not all are great there are many cases that i've seen that has people who are abused immensely and they don't do anything um but for this case i feel like it was a case that really didn't need to be investigated and my mom was just fucking pissed and as as of now like that's just I I just feel like when I was younger I was so taught that the whole um I feel like I was taught as a kid that CPS was bad now I know CPS isn't bad they're trying to help you and they're certainly not trying to like ruin your life I know they're not bad human services anything that was going with a kid like my mom was pissed so i remember i even got yelled at because after my sexual assault i had a human services agent come to me to talk about my soul to um i think they were my social worker and my mom was pissed um i also had where i had an incident with my mom it was in october of 2021 and i even told a principal the principal somehow called my caseworker. I don't know where it came from my caseworker. But like so what happened was I first off went to the I went to I thought I was pregnant from my sexual assault and I went to a clinic and I thought I was pregnant. And so I go check the clinic out, um, and I wasn't pregnant and I was i was like oh such a relief so um after because i was like really nauseous and i don't know if that was ptsd or if that was anxiety or i just had a pit and it was the night after everything happened and i had a pit in my stomach and i remember all of that and i certainly do remember when my mom went and like that whole incident. I'm not gonna tell this incident because incident's kind of like personal. But all I know was that incident I went and told the principal about my incident. I explained it in detail. My principal called my social worker. She was there and then um we had to go to an abuse center. My mom got a call and my mom figured out what was going on. And she was gonna take my phone, so my stepdad comes home. He like grabs my phone. Like, they are pissed. Superstar life because of you. I fully told the story, and my mom goes over and makes them switch their minds. That I was the one that made the fucking shit up. That I was the one that was doing all this. That I was such an uncontrollable child and I think as a person that was obviously affected by a huge hurt I was just raped I was just going through a sexual assault case Um, I was obviously going through immense hurt with no therapy with no support with no love I felt awful and that made me feel worse that a person would believe my mother over me that like I was the person that did all this and my mom like just <clears throat> and I completely told them I didn't feel safe without my phone I completely did not feel safe and they, they they didn't believe that I didn't feel safe they're like it's your mom's rules you follow your mom's rules and as a kid, I was, I, God's honest, was pissed. Like, you didn't believe me. Like, a person who's sitting here trying to get your help. Who's trying to earn some help. And you God honest didn't believe me? Mm. And it's so, like, it's immensely with all the trauma. There's so many different things I can talk about within family. Like different vents within like family members like extended um my grandma (laughs) my grandpa I could tell like segments of stories but it's such a hard thing to accept that some people just need some help some people need to get some help some people are not meant to be parents and there's a bunch of people who are not meant to be parents I feel like my mom was not meant to be a parent and I feel like there's many people who probably could have been a parent. But had them too early. And that could have been um, a bunch of different things. And I feel like in my life. <clears throat> i become more uh, self-aware to the fact that none of it was my fault. And it was really hard for a very long time. Be- and I still have those days where I feel like it was all my fault. Um, but there, I have been told by my therapist and i haven't explained my childhood to her but um and i've always been like dictated in my head about my childhood about this it's always been like drilled in my head um that cps isn't working for you they're like against you so if you say anything wrong they could say something against you like they could call somebody you could go like you'd be separated and i used to be threatened that my parents like would separate foster kids like you will never be with your siblings again. And that gun kind always of scared me. That's a scare tactic. But um, I'm more self-aware that like my trauma is not defining me. My trauma is um, not defining who I am. I shouldn't let it value me. I shouldn't let it take over my life. I should do things I want to do. I shouldn't let my trauma be my consoler, my purpose when i should be able to fight it it's like a little demon that's in your head and it tells you all sorts of bad things i swear to god as honest as everybody freaking freaking trauma you can get through it go to therapy guys no matter if you can't afford it there's always ways you can get therapy i swear like talk to a friend I, i Found some great therapy areas with my friends. Um, I have found venting myself, like venting to myself, sitting out and explaining to myself the situation, explaining myself how I feel. And if I say it out loud, I swear to God, I feel great. I can't write it. I don't know why. I can say it out loud, and I feel better. <laughs> but but I do know everybody can like eventually make it, and everybody can find eventual help if he does good therapy and it could be years 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 of freaking therapy just to get to like a correct place but you can do it therapys there therapy is helpful they're always there therapy is not someone trying to get your money out of you like they're there for you to support you to love you to um, help you so utilize any tools you have can because i feel like not many people utilize the tools that they can that they have that they want i feel like utilizing our tools are so goddamn helpful guys i swear that i think i wouldn't be the person who i was without my trauma um, without who i am because i feel like i'll be a like a i feel like i would be like a like a stuck up princess So yeah, um, I feel like everything has been spoken today about my family. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little uh, breakdown. Um, Yeah, so we're going to let you guys go. So you guys can do whatever you guys want. But also know to follow this podcast. Um, I have a Patreon, so I will also link that sometime. So bye-bye.